And good afternoon, good evening, and good morning. Let's do it in a different order this time. Uh, welcome to the Groovy Podcast, wherever around the world you are. Uh, my name is Ken Cousin, podcasting from Marlboro, Connecticut, and I'm joined by my good friend. That was your cue. Yeah, and who is freezing? Ah, there we go. Baruch Sadogurski, um, JFrog, Sunnyvale, California. Hey, hey. Usually we don't uh, demonstrate our low, you know, uh, um, processing skills or, or, you know, values here quite so early in the podcast. You know, usually we actually start off pretty well and it isn't until later that people start realizing there are no real production values associated with this thing, which reminds me from what I understand, looking at your Twitter feed, you actually gave a talk recently about podcasts and, and, you use this podcast as evidence of the fact that you actually know something about podcasting. What in the world was that all about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of the, my favorite conferences along with, of course, a uh, great conf and, and, and other groovy conferences uh, on, on the developer relations topic, because, you know, uh, this is what I do. So, and uh, sorry, we, we one hit some of those, we hit some lag there. What was the name of the conference? Uh, I didn't get to the name yet. Oh, so okay. that's why. <laughs> uh, today is a new low. It's going to yeah. be a good day. Yeah, go ahead. And <laughs> so, yeah, uh, last week, uh, um, this week, this week, last week, I don't know. I don't remember. I Recently. think it was this week. Yeah, this week. <laughs> We had a conference uh, which is called uh, DevXCon for Developer Experience Conference uh, in in San Francisco, organized uh, by uh, Matthew and uh, um, um, and and Tamal, uh, and and that was about developer relations. Uh, and I managed to sneak in and give a talk about podcasting. Uh, and as you said, should it be how not to podcast based on what we are doing? But but actually, I use three different podcasts as examples, three uh, podcasts that I participate in actively. Uh, our Russian gig, Razbor Polnotov, um, as an example for uh, uh, some traits. Um, the Groovy podcast is an example of others. And, and then the DevRel Radio. Um, as an example of relevant content for DevRel conference. Um, I actually had two people in the audience who actually uh, are listeners of Groovy Podcast. Uh, I really? really surprised. Wow. Yes, that's what that's in the what same I room. In the same room. Uh, well, although yeah. it was like 200 people, so it was kind of 1%, but still, I was really surprised to, to see someone who knows. Uh, so, yeah, we are popular. And um, what uh, the, the way I structured it is that for for every topic that I spoke about about podcasting, for example, preparing the show notes or planning ahead, and then the software and then the post production and all that, um, I, I showed three examples on on a scale from low key to high end. <laughs> and uh, Groovy Podcast wasn't wasn't the low key on all three of them. No so for example, of course not. So, for example, Groovy Podcast is much more prepared than Razbor Polotov because there we don't have any show notes in, the, in advance. We just jump on a call, speak what we want to speak for two hours, and then build the show notes out of it. 
So, for example, for preparation, uh, um, the Groovy podcast was 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 rated um, much higher, right? And uh, but but I did speak eight Google Hangouts, um, and. Um, uh, and and by the way, look at your microphone now. Ah, definitely, yep. yes, yes. So you, we definitely moved along with the equipment from the low key to the to the mid level, which I personally recommend. So I think no complaints. Uh, Groovy Podcast did a very good service for me, uh, being uh, my example in the talk. I hope I did good service for Groovy Podcast as well. And we will see the download numbers and the engagement numbers. And uh, let's see if it was useful for for the podcast as the podcast was useful for me. Well, if we see the number of listeners skyrocket, we'll we'll know what it was. Uh, I did, as you say, I, I finally broke down and got a decent microphone. I've, I've been teaching so many online classes at Safari Books Online that I figured it was worth it to actually invest in a real microphone. Um, it looks apparently like I got the one that you have or something like that. Yeah, it's a yeah, Rode microphone. Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's a Rode podcaster. Yeah, to be... Go ahead. To be clear about that, that was uh, Trisha G that triggered that. I mean, when we talked to her on the podcast last month, uh, I noticed that she was using this excellent mic with a boom and everything. So I just went, okay, it's time. And I asked her and she told me that Hadi Hariri at JetBrains and said, oh yeah, this is the one to get. And he gave her a link and she gave me the link. And I went, yeah, okay, whatever. So my son Man, gave me a hard you, time. you realize that I have this microphone in front of your face here now. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, go figure. Um, I should have asked uh, you. Should and then and then Trisha, right? I I've been like I've been advertising it for a year, and then Trisha convinced you. Oh well, I assume that whatever you're uh, doing is far too high end uh, for me to to handle. You know. Um, yeah. But Trisha, that's, that's that's a nice try to get out of it. Not bad. But uh, back to the microphone, I have to say that that was my recommendation uh, on the in the talk as well, mm. and that's actually. Actually, the golden, like the gold, gold of, of the equipment. It's gold. It's not very expensive. It's around two hundred bucks, and it provides amazing quality. A well, much was, better. Yeah, that was actually what happened. Is I was listening to the podcast when I talked to Trisha, and she sounded so much better than I did. And it wasn't just because of her absolutely charming uh, English accent. It was, I mean, the quality of the sound was so much better. I, then I started to feel embarrassed. So yeah, it was time. So I actually. When you're listening to me now, I, I actually more or less sound like this, believe it or not. So I should I should drop my voice an octave, shouldn't I? You know. So yeah, good good uh, good purchase. Um, I'm I'm still shocked that you didn't affiliate it to me, but that's okay. Um, well, look, I, I, I grew the beard like you. Isn't that enough? You know, I'm, I'm trying to imitate yeah, you that not, way. Not, no complaints. No complaints. I will oh. make sure to set you up with the hat. Uh, but you need to shave first. Well, uh, and then we then I got to talk to you about headphones, I suppose, at some point. Oh, okay. So yeah, we, yeah, headphones. Is, oh, okay, so at least you will give me the headphones. Yeah, so getting back to the microphone and, and the values of it, uh, the biggest uh, value of a good microphone is that we do not need to do any post-production. We never did it anyway, but now we won't do it and we actually sound decent. That's the difference. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's. Uh, I'm, I'm sure as fascinating as this topic is, let's get back to what we're supposed to be talking about: uh, news let's and views from that. the Groovy ecosystem. You know, uh, we have some very, very big ones. Well, of course, what happened last week—the big deal was—is uh, that uh, GreatConf happened in Copenhagen. 
And as is usual at Great Conf, there were a series of announcements and releases that went along with that. So we'll get back to Great Conf in a minute. But one of the things that was announced at the conference, of course, is the long-awaited Groo version 2.5.0 of Groovy. Exactly. exactly. Now out. Yes. And yay, yay. That's right. That gets yeah. an applause. Absolutely. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we put, I put a link to the release notes um, in there. Now, we've known about this coming for a while. We've talked about the, the macro support that was originally uh, from uh, Sergei Egorov, uh, good old B-side up. Uh, there's a whole bunch in the in the notes about the macro support. There's a bunch of new AST transforms, again, like map constructor and name param and auto implement and all kinds of things like that. Uh, various improvements in AST transforms. One of the small things that changed that I did not expect, I had no idea was coming, is there's JUnit 5 support now. Did you see that mm -hmm. one? Yeah, no, I didn't because, frankly, having spoke, who even cares about JUnit support? Well, I, you know, I, I keep an eye out on that. And when I'm in the Java world and I can't use Spock, then I've, I've been a JUnit user forever, like everybody. And uh, I, I recently spent... Oh, several days really getting to know JUnit 5. You know, I was going to teach a, a training class uh -huh. on uh, Safari on JUnit 5, and I that gave me the excuse I needed to dig into it. Um, by mm -hmm. the way, I am very impressed. I mean, they, they did an extraordinarily good job designing it, and the documentation is excellent, and the examples all work. It's, I mean, I still like Spock better. I still think some of the things they did are more cleanly and easily done in Spock. I mean, data tables, nothing compares to that. But yep. still, I, I am very impressed with the improvement of JUnit 5 over JUnit 4. And now it's nice to know that you can actually put a JUnit 5 test right in the Groovy console, and it'll run directly. That's yeah, very no, uh, absolutely, absolutely. There, there been a very good progress, and and they caught up at least with uh, uh, with um, test and G completely, right? There is no, I mean, they they are not less than test and G at the moment, uh, but but still we have Spock, so. Yeah, well, absolutely, but it's nice that Groovy is uh, supporting that effort now, so that's all good. There were some improvements to CLI Builder, apparently, supporting annotation style definitions. I haven't tried that out. Uh, there's a few breaking changes, but in general, it's not a huge variation over Groovy 2.4. I mean, there's mostly the variations are the the macro stuff that's that's really for people who write AST transforms. Uh, we're now waiting for uh, Groovy three now. As a comment on that, by the way, I did put a link to the, where's the video? The video that Paul King did at uh, OCI, he spent an hour talking about the, it, the video is called Groovy 2.5 Roadmap. Yeah, it's it's in the, it's in the show notes. It's right. item number five, six, five. Whatever. Something. And he, yeah. I know he talks about 3.0 as well, uh, but all the, the comment is simply that it'll be out at, you know, by the end of the year, there's no uh, better I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing on that, but that's what he said in the past. Um, yeah, and I think we got the same uh, the same date from uh, Guillaume and Cedric when mm -hmm. we when we spoke at uh, DevOx France. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, we all expect it by by the end of the year. Yeah, all all parties involved. We Paul still King. have okay. we still have to speak with uh, with Dr. King um, about the open issues of the future. A support of Groovy with newer Java versions. Um, I understand that he's uh, 
cruising someone in the Baltics now. Oh, yeah. so we, I mean, we, I, I contacted him, you know, I sent him an email and I was offering to try to do some sort of interview during Greatcom, figuring that's a much easier time zone to deal with for us than being on the other side of the planet. Uh -huh. uh, but he, you know, typically he was very busy during the conference and then he and his wife are really, really good at doing the tourist thing. It's like, so is Andres Almire, you know, and Isha yeah. Ruiz. They, they, always, they yeah. do tourist stuff really well. Well, yeah. yeah, Paul and his wife are currently on a cruise, in the, a 10-day cruise in the Baltic going from Oslo to St. Petersburg and a bunch of towns and you know, cities in between. It, it must be incredible. Um, I, I hope to see more pictures. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's 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 a good cruise, and and uh, now it's the time to do it. End of July, end of June. Sorry, when the, the days are are long, so that that should be a lot of fun. Um, and well, we and will, we will get him on the podcast, though. We'll we'll get yeah him. yeah. So so we need we need to do that. We have this depth, I think, for for our listeners, the whole two of them, five of them. Uh, we will, we will, we will make it happen. Um, so, any rate, that was the, yep. the Groovy 2.5.0 release. Was at Great Comp. The other thing that was released on stage at Great Comp, uh, lead it to El Groovissimo. Oh, wait a minute, whoever that is, leave it to Andres Almire. To uh, we don't know, we don't know who, who yeah, El Groovissimo is. There's no way to know. Uh, but I leave it to Andre Salmire to make a dramatic announcement during a presentation. Griffin, good old Griffin, 2.15.0 is also now officially released. I think it's now a tradition. I don't think that's the first time he releases Griffin on stage. Mm. I think he wants he wants to make a tradition out of it, which is very nice tradition if you ask me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good thing. So at any rate, that's available now. The other product that came out, not associated with great conf but around the same time uh gradle 4.8 has now been released uh you can grab any of these on sdk manager of course i still want to call it sdk manager rather than sdk man although i guess you know I, did you notice that um uh marco right marco vermulin marco vermulin yep yeah he redid the website so it's it's certainly a lot more mobile friendly uh, and it's got, I mean, you don't normally need the website because, you know, SDK man is installed locally and, and does everything it does without going through the web. I mean, the yeah. website itself, but it's nice that it's all been revamped and the docs are all there and everything. That looks nice. Hey, I, I, I don't think I ever saw the website, so maybe now it's a good time. Yeah, well, there's um, there's actually good uh, documentation there. The, of course, the the reason I use SDK Man recently, other than upgrading to Gradle 4.8, Gradle 4.8, by the way, is another one of those relatively speaking incremental improvements. Uh, it's the release notes are in the in the docs. They talk about uh, dependency locking and assigning plugin. They finally, actually, the one thing that I think may affect people's lives in Gradle 4.8 is that the Maven Publish plugin is now officially released. There's also an Ivy Publish plugin. I don't know how many people use that, but the the, the issue I've had with Gradle for years uh, when, when I talk about it in presentations or whatever is how do I publish artifacts to Maven or Gradle repos? And, and this now, this Maven Publish plugin is, uh, what do they call it? Dedicated type safe DSL to customize the POM generated as part of a Maven publication that's now considered stable and use of the Maven plugin is now discouraged and will eventually be deprecated. Yeah, those are great news. Uh, this plugin was in the incubating stages for, for years. Mm. Uh, it made uh, it hard for, for us, for example, because we had to support uh, both of them. 
so we we for one definitely welcome uh, this release uh, the ant publish um, i just give it some uh, i will d d defend it for a second um it has nothing to do with ant it's on the, the the question of how the metadata about artifact is presented uh, maven publish generates pom file uh, and publish generates ivxml ivxml is a decent metadata format uh, it actually has much more flexibility and options than pom mm. and uh, if an organization is is uh, just uh, decide to use uh, um, ant xml as uh, um, as their metadata and not pom xml uh, it's nothing wrong with that from gradle perspective it really doesn't matter it's just a question of which file which metadata file the publishing process will generate and 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 omit well, I, I I leave that to you. You that's your business. You know much more about that <laughs> stuff than I do. I I just am aware of it now, and and I imagine they're going to update their training materials and documentation to recommend the usage of that plugin from now on. Uh, both the Maven yeah, yeah, and the yeah. Ivy published one. Yeah, so and Ivy obviously all the all the metadata is is Ivy. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you were excited about is that Gradle 4.8 now includes the. 0.17.5 of the Kotlin DSL as well. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And I'm been I'm I'm following by asking people who are suicidal enough to try it how it is. And so far the reaction was um it doesn't work. So yeah, I'm keep yeah. I keep I'm keep looking for, for getting a version that you can actually do something with. This is actually going to be something that we're gonna have to watch over the coming months because Gradle as a company seems to be staking a lot. Uh, well, let me say it this way. My impression, now again, this is completely my own opinion. I don't I haven't talked to anybody about this stuff or anything, even though I have done some contract work for Gradle in the past and I teach their intro Gradle class. Uh, I'm not revealing any insider information. I'm being very careful not to do that. Uh, my sense is while the past few years they have been addressing performance issues largely driven by a lot of their major clients, the people like Netflix and stuff. I think they feel they have achieved the best performance metrics they can get or something reasonable. And now they feel that what's holding them back, if anything, is the usability issue. The, the problem that people who are not hardcore developers sometimes have a difficult time figuring out what to do uh, in Gradle and that they want to fix that. And my concern, fear, whatever, is that they have staked a lot on the idea of IDE integration with a Kotlin DSL as a way to strongly address and maybe even fix that problem. Uh, I don't honestly know how that's going to go. I mean, until we get 1.0 of the Kotlin DSL. I don't really want to make any assessments of it. When people say it's got problems or it's broken or whatever, I mean, well, I don't expect anything pre one to be all that fantastic, you know. I, but, I agree. I agree. It's not. It's not fair to judge uh, until it is released. Uh, there are a lot of early adopters that try and and they keep trying because they are excited about Kotlin and nothing wrong with that obviously uh, and and if if what you are saying is right and and this is their focus now there is definitely opportunity for them to make it work from what i know there is a one developer that works on it and it's kind of uh, it's now definitely not their main 
their main focus. Uh, I bet if they switch all their engineering or significant engineering effort to it, um, they will do a great job, unless there are some problems in Kotlin itself that will prevent it. But frankly, I have no idea. Well, I'm I'm worried that they're hoping too much out of this. I, I'm worried that that it's not going to provide the ease of use that they're hoping for. Uh, I don't have any evidence to back that up. I, I just, I hope it does well. I really do. I mean, obviously better Gradle adoption is probably better for the Groovy community as a whole, even if people are looking at that Kotlin DSL. That's There's still millions of Gradle build files out there written with a Groovy DSL. Uh, but I just don't know how well this is going to work. And, and I'm willing to be surprised. I mean, I hope that it, it turns out to be beautiful. And I don't, um, I don't get the feeling though that they're real close either. I, I think it's going to take a little while before this turns out to be a great contribution. Now, on the other hand, uh, there was, I, I didn't put it in the show notes, but Gradle has a newsletter too. And I received their most recent newsletter earlier this week and they, um, they are also hiring. So <laughs> uh, I don't know if anything's related to Kotlin, but they're definitely hiring. So that's another place where they're they're doing well enough to consider expanding and, and bringing in more staff. So hopefully, I mean, I do wish them the best. I'd, I'd love for them to ha happen, but I just, uh, I think we're going to be in a watch and wait and see mode over the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, JetBrains issued their uh, developer uh, survey results. Right. Uh, uh, and and I looked through it, and I saw obviously the uptake of Kotlin as uh, as the language that people is um, um, are curious about. But I I don't remember seeing uh, a build tools landscape there. It, it, it wasn't obvious. Uh, you had maybe to go I missed through the section on the tools, and I'm trying to find ah, it. Ah, okay, it. that's. Fine. But I did see somebody tweet about it, and the, there's a growth in. Gradle, but okay. the problem is, is that Maven is still way more entrenched than I would have expected. I mean, I, I get the sense that, that some appallingly high percentage of enterprise companies still are locked into Maven just because that's what they have and that's what they've been using and they know all that and they don't necessarily want to change. But Gradle is still growing. It's just not growing at an explosive pace, but it is growing. At least that's the sense I get. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I'll have to see if I can find where the data actually was. So I'm sure somebody will go ahead and look through that. But as you say, that was the, the overall JetBrains report on the state of the developer ecosystem. Groovy, by the way, had still grown a little bit, not a lot. Uh, it was much smaller than their Kotlin growth. But hey, we're talking JetBrains. I mean, after all, if you're involved in Kotlin at all, you're going to take the, the, their developer survey, right? Oh, no, absolutely. There is a, 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 the survey is biased towards Kotlin, no. and it's not that it's biased on purpose or yeah, we would blame bias. someone on it. It's uh, it's just selection bias, which is which is natural and that's fine. Saying that the survey, I think we can, we should add it to the, to the show notes, is uh, um, not directly groovy related but i think it's very important for every um, every engineer to take a look and okay and see if there is something yeah no harm doing that i'm sure we can take so care of that. yeah i tried the devops i tried the devops a uh, part of the report and it wasn't that really uh, so I'm somebody tweeted about it so it's got to be in there somewhere i'm just no, it's it's here it's just 
kind of a weird name. So CI CD, it's not DevOps tool for some reason. Well, you know, we do have a groovy podcast Twitter feed if you want to post something there <laughs> once you find it, assuming you do. Yeah, uh, I, I will. So here is the issue tracking, Jira and GitHub. No, it's not here. I, well, you know what? I have no idea where it well, is. Well, we, we do know a couple people over at JetBrains. We could send an email to Tricia or something and find out where <laughs> it is. Uh, although, the other thing I was going to mention when I brought up SDK Manager, uh, and again, shout out to Marco for all the work he does on that. That's that's Absolutely. so that's such a major contribution to the community, and he deserves all the accolades he could possibly get. I wish he'd set up some kind of... Uh, if not a Kickstarter, then some kind of Patreon or something to help support the effort. But at any rate, um, the other big announcement. Talking about monetization of SDK, of SDK man. Uh, so the new side have the enterprise uh, option. Oh. That you that um, should provide uh, teams in disconnected environments um, inst way to install those tools. Uh, first of all, I think it's a genius idea, and second, I really hope it will pick up well and and marco will be um uh, you know incentivized for for all his great work oh i miss that okay good to know uh but also of course the other thing that's now available under sdk man is micronaut <laughs> so of course they did the big announcement at great conf now the announcement of course is still it's still not 1.0 but it's 1.0.0 milestone one uh was not only released and they also put the source on github as well so a few people wrote some blog posts trying it out you know jeff brown did a presentation on it he's, he's doing presentations at various user groups all over the world uh, there'll be another presentation and uh, no doubt in great conf in minneapolis but i don't think 1.0 final is supposed to come out until the late fall or whatever i say i think they say by the end of the year but at least we're at a 100 milestone at this point yeah, so the, I'm, we 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 are being uh, we share our excitement about Micronaut with you for the third episode in a row, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, and and here's something I wanted I wanted to hear your opinion, and maybe listeners' opinion. They know where to where to find me. Um, there are a bunch of conferences coming up this fall, and one of my favorite is JokerCon in St. Petersburg. Um, it is a Java conference, so I, I find hard time finding content to, to, to go and present there um, over, over the years. Uh, but uh, I obviously thought about Micronaut um, as a good topic to share with the with the Java community, and I think that the most interesting uh, format to do that is uh, by comparison, doing some kind of a battle with uh, existing framework, and 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 show how Micronaut does the stuff people are uh, used to. Um, I would say probably the the usual suspects or the immediate suspects will be comparing it with uh, something like. Um, uh, like Grails or Red Pack, but um, Anton Arkhipov brought up that maybe Spring Boot is a better candidate to be compared with. Well, ac actually, there was a blog post recently, and I, I don't think I, I don't have the link handy, but there was a blog post very recently on what they call Java micro frameworks, and it compared four of them. Uh, three were none of the ones you mentioned, but one of them was Micronaut. Uh, they put the other three in there. Of course, everything is very preliminary. And in their other section, they mentioned Rat Pack. They did not mention 
grails at all, uh, nor did they really mention spring boot. But then again, I wouldn't call spring boot or, or grails necessarily micro frameworks. They, they have a perspective that lets you build something small, but they bring so much to the table that, that these other micro frameworks do not. Uh, you might want to take a look at that. So there was a blog post about it. It, it mentioned a couple of other very small ones. Um, so yes, obviously there's a market for that discussion. The question is whether you want to commit to something before Micronaut goes 1.0, you know, final. That's well, I, I think I think for a kind of a talk, and you know, it will just be probably um, showing steps for creating a basic um, a basic web application and maybe a RESTful application. Um, I think Micronaut is is more than uh, capable of doing it now. Uh, mm -hmm. The, really, the only thing I, I I battle with is what will be um, the the alternative to show it to um, just and 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 there are two kind of two uh, two goals in it. First, it really needs to be compatible because uh, the steps should be a kind of in the same mindset. Uh, and and uh, because if it will be completely different, the comparison obviously won't work very well. And 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 the second is, uh, I would love the other one to be very popular, so people will uh, easily relate, and they will say, okay, this is how I do it, and there is nothing new in this part, and here is Micronaut, and this is something something new. Well, let, let me know what you decide to do with it, you know, and, and we'll talk about it much more, especially as uh, Microdot becomes more mature. Um, back to what we were doing, there has not been a release on Grails that I've noticed. We're still on 335. It's amazing. We actually put in a new podcast before they released another version. So it's not that they're slow. It's that we are abnormally fast. How about that? <laughs> uh, but there have been a few things. There were a couple more Grails guides out there. Uh, one on it was called sending email with Spock Spring, but it's really about sending emails with AWS SES, okay, and SendGrid from a Grails app and leveraging Spock Spring integration to verify interaction. Our, our friend Sergio Delamo wrote that one as usual. And then there was one on was it Grails basic authentication, how to secure a Grails app using basic HTTP authentication scheme, which is not that common, but good to know how to do. So more Grails guides coming out. It, it they, they always take pains, the OCI people do, to say that even though they're very excited about Micronaut, they're not forgetting about Grails. There are many people working on Grails. They're still very excited on Grails. They, they feel these two things are quite compatible. They solve different problems. Uh, again, some of that's going to be wait and see, but I mean, they are, they do care about it and there is more going on there. Now, the, the other thing um, that I noticed uh, related to Groovy, uh, first of all, Guillaume LaForge tweeted that there were 19 million downloads for Groovy in the first quarter of this year, which is twice as many as over the same period last year. You, It's uh, amazing how little publicity something like that gets because you just would never hear that from people if you ask developers, you know, how's Groovy doing? You you never hear that, oh wow, they've they've doubled over the in the downloads this year over last. So 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 here is my take on this downloads metric. I think I think it's 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 ridiculous. No, because, okay. Because <laughs> because most of the downloads come from automatic tools. Uh, and and Groovy particularly, even after a modularization effort, 
that we had with with Groovy 2 is still used in most cases just by downloading stuff like Groovy All. Okay, and, so you uh, think that's in, what it in is. most in most of the applications. I I'm pretty sure that this is more what it is. Um, it it's still it's still very impressive. Obviously, it mm. still says something, right? Uh, but um, I I guess we we have a hard time coming with a metric that makes sense when we measure popularity of the language. Uh, but I wonder if something this obviously um it's not rigged but but obviously non and uh, how do i say it um, uh, I, I, I don't we, know we shouldn't it. read too much into it that's all yeah yeah but and uh, it, it, it's a good number it's nice to have to know uh, does it say that groovy doubled its popularity over the year i i, I don't think so we don't have, okay. have anything better, that's for sure. That we don't have, or, well, that's, that's or fine. maybe I mean, you have something that's slightly better, but all yeah. of them. Right, yeah. so in other words, it's good that it's happening, but it doesn't necessarily mean a lot by itself. Uh, another thing that happened, though, is that now the 2.5.0 came out, our good friend Mr. Hockey is back. Hubert Klein-Icking, right? Um, posted a few new groovy goodness posts, uh, which is great. All, all running on 2.5. Did one on using string values and ranges, using Java 8's optional in a conditional context, and using range by method to set steps between numbers. So, hey, it's always welcome when we get some new posts from Mr. Hockey on anything. And clearly, he's taken up the groovy 2.5 version and is updating things to work with that. I uh, I really I'm really glad to see uh, to see his posts um, as usual those uh, groovy goodness and and, and all others alike mm. um, are the most um, useful in terms of return on investment in terms of amount of text to the value that it brings uh, with any any other blog that I read. Yeah, it's extraordinarily helpful. Uh, I I totally agree with that. Now speaking, I mean, I mean, look at look at using using. You would expect like a blog post for a page explaining what's optional is, what conditional context is, and then somewhere in an example. Here there are literally three lines of text, three lines of code, and this is all you need to know. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and he is uh he does an extraordinarily good job and as you say, he's extremely concise as well. So it's short, sweet, to the point, good examples. You know, it's it's always good when he starts contributing again. I'm just uh, I hope he has time, you know, <laughs> to do it. Uh another thing that happened in Groovy, which again, I had no idea was coming. I've been hoping for this is that they've they've now added a bunch of extension methods and overloaded operators for the java.time package. I mean, we don't have to struggle with date and calendar anymore. Groovy made those much easier with adding some overloaded operators, plus, minus, you know, multiply, et cetera. Now they've added a whole bunch of stuff directly to the, the Java 8, you know, uh, date and time module inside of, uh, inside of, well, they added the Groovy stuff for that. And I saw an article, I put a link there to the one in uh, DZone. And it, it's quite extensive. It actually has a whole lot of stuff. Now, we, we talked about a library for that a few months ago, but now apparently they've added it directly to the, or these changes have been added directly to the language. I didn't even know that was coming. Did you? 
Uh, no, I didn't. But as opposite to the old calendar and and uh, Java till date, this is less critical. This is more like a synthetic sugar. It's a very nice synthetic sugar. Absolutely, we will take groovy syntax over Java syntax in any day. Mm -hmm. But um, if it was uh, with with the old Java AP, uh, date API, Java till date and Java till calendar, it was almost impossible. To, to use without groovy additions. Yeah, um, no, I, with, I agree what, with, with what Stephen uh, Coburn did with uh, Java Java X date, um, it's actually you you can you can do uh, a meaningful and productive work um, with with Java as as it was. Although of course the groovy synthetic sugar is 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 much nicer. No, I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, uh, the Java eight, it's just Jota time with the, again with the serial numbers filed off. You know, they just rewrote a version and added it to Java eight and the Java time package, and therefore it has literally years of developer years of experience. You know, and it is practical and useful. It's nice to see Groovy though having these additions because it's just one more thing to show that Groovy is working with the most up to date versions and and handling everything properly. But yeah, it's just syntactic sugar, as you pointed out. Uh, one more thing is that uh, after GreatConf, there was an interview with Guillaume Laforge and Graham Roche. Uh, I followed the link on that interview, which I put into the uh, show notes. And let's see, where was it? I actually ran it through Google Translate because it's in Dutch. So you could just imagine how entertaining that is. Uh, you know? um, <laughs> So, any rate, there's a link in there. It's got a picture of of Guillaume, you know, looking like Superman, holding his arms up, and and we've got one with uh, Graham looking like he normally does, like a pirate, you know. Uh, and and you actually the the link that you posted is already a link to translation. No, no, no. I posted the original link. I, when I opened that link, my browser immediately said, "Oh, you want to translate this?" And I said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I mean, I can't do much with it. But uh, the illustration was from uh, good old. Uh, I'm Lauren, pretty so. sure the link is the link to the translation, though. Really? I didn't mean to do that. Mm, if we want to yeah. fix that, we can. Uh, okay. No, I mean it's fine. It's in English. People can understand it. What's yeah, but I shouldn't it? assume. I mean, you know, we we don't have a lot of listeners, but they're everywhere, right? I mean, we can't just assume that that. Well, I suppose if they're working with Groovy, they must be at least comfortable with English, I guess. Uh, uh, that's my. At any rate, you know, when you go to that link, even if the translated version, it shows you what the original is as well, in case you want to. That's for that. sure. That's okay. For sure. So if you are if you are the listener who speaks Dutch, there is a way to get back. Yeah. So Soren will let us know, right? You know, yeah. Um, that's Soren Benglasius, of course. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Guillaume also had a blog post. You know, of course, Guillaume works for Google these days, and of course, one of the hot topics at Google is is machine learning as part of artificial intelligence. And he wrote a blog post on doing vision recognition with a groovy twist, so that he was able to use their and, machine and learning API. I have to, I have to give it to. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Yeah, no, I wanted to to thank to Guillaume to stick uh, with Groovy. Mm. Um, so in the beginning, it was obvious that he will kind of um, take his Groovy agenda with him to to Google, uh, but um, he he doesn't let go. Uh, and uh, when we when he speaks about stuff that he actually is paid 
to speak about and and then blog about the stuff that he's paid to blog about there is always groovy on his mind mm. uh, the examples will be with groovy there will be some groovy twist as as he put it in the name and uh, and 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 that's great and and i personally really appreciate it because i would imagine it would be so much easier for him just you know concentrate on the groovy part and 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 not uh, uh, not forcing groovy on it so the fact that he does it uh, it's not taken for granted i really appreciate it oh yeah that's wonderful i mean these uh he, the apis of course are running on google's cloud platform and i assume they are presumably java apis or something like that and he's just of course driving them with groovy and does uh facial recognition and landmark detection and image attributes and all this, you know, brand and logo detection, OCR stuff. I mean, that's uh, great, you know, and as you say, uh, he hasn't forgotten where he comes from and he remembers the rest of us. And I appreciate him making these things available to our community at, at large. I think that's all the major stuff I had. You, of course, still have that developer advocate job open or did you bring somebody in? Yeah, up. no, it's um, so th there are a couple of things. First of all, it's a it's a long play. Um, I I look for uh, extraordinary people. They are not easy to find, and then they realize they need to work with me. <laughs> yes, kind of, it's kind of it's kind of mission impossible. That's a tough uh, end diagram. Yes, I I get right, that. Right, right, right. But eventually, someone I will manage to fool someone into believing that I'm nice. Well, we, we should mention the other major bit of tech news, even though it doesn't affect us directly, it's something that is hot. And I imagine you have a hot take because, I mean, you have a hot take on everything. Uh, <laughs> and that, of course, being the Microsoft acquisition of GitHub for, Absolutely. what was it, $7.5 billion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's seven yeah. and a half, yeah, seven and a half Instagrams. <laughs> I mean, hey, like I said, I'd be more than happy to sell my company to you know, to Microsoft for half that, you know, I mean, I don't care. Oh my goodness. So what's your take? Are you going to wait and see? Are you happy with GitHub? You think this is going to be a good acquisition? Do you think this is good for the community? I am. I am happy. I, I okay. think that's great. Um, I think, first of all, Microsoft is a completely different beast those years and they've improved, but they, they have proved that for for many years by now that they completely changed and and there is nothing to be afraid of um, and uh, although I love github I have a lot of criticism on the way they used to do product management how features were pre prioritized and and released if at all and how other features were abandoned uh, just because no one cared about it. So I, I re I'm really happy with uh, with this move because I expect Microsoft to manage GitHub, and it was before. So I re I'm really looking forward to good things out of it. Well, I certainly agree that they have made enormous strides in welcoming the open source community, that they have relaxed a lot of the business practices that, that scared everybody away long ago, everything, the whole adopt and revise and, and extinguish approach that actually companies like Apple are doing more of these days than Microsoft. Uh, so yes, what, what scares me, or what, actually I wouldn't say scares, the area that I worry about is you see what they did to Skype. 
You know what I mean? You see that what they've done to previous acquisitions, even with the newer company, Skype has gone from something that was actually a very popular hot product and they pretty much destroyed it. I mean, it is almost unusable at this point. And that makes me nervous. You know, it's like, well, wow, I hope they don't do that to GitHub. Now, of course, the purpose in acquiring GitHub was to give them an avenue to reach developers and, and they're going to have to stay developer friendly. And that's what we'll wait and see. So again, it's way too early to make a judgment. I'm, I'm certainly not planning to port any of my stuff over to GitLab or whatever yet, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, it, we'll see. Uh, so so my take on, on Skype that uh, it was it was doomed uh, before uh, uh, before the acquisition. So uh, for me, Skype has um, flows which are has nothing to do with uh, with Microsoft's additions or something, and and uh, I of course have zero knowledge of why they did what they did with Skype, but I would say that was a hell mary trying to save this product in face of obviously superior uh, competition like Zoom US and Blue Jeans and 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 a lot of good uh, video conferences platforms which provided much better technical uh, solution in terms of better quality over less bandwidth and less computing power than Skype did. Uh, I, again, I don't know that that is just take of why they tried to change everything so, so drastically and uh, the fact that it didn't hit and the fact that uh, the users didn't like their change uh, doesn't uh, necessarily mean that this is what takes Skype to the ground. I think okay, that what well, takes Skype to the ground is a better is better alternatives. Well, okay, so hopefully GitHub will be a completely independent operation and they're spending an awful lot of money for it and, and we'll see uh, how that plays. Of course, that, that's a big thing to me because uh, I knew a couple people at Pivotal when they went public. So, of course, I kept giving them a hard time wondering whether their compensation was in the millions or tens of millions, you know. Uh, I do know at least one person still working at GitHub, so I imagine he'll be in that same boat, you know. Uh, if Jay Frog winds up going public, you know, you got you to gotta let me in on that IPO, man. I mean, it, we got to do something. I, otherwise, how am I ever going to, you know, get this big, huge reward at the, the, pot, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow there? All right, right. So I'll I'll do my best to remember yeah. my friends after I become rich and famous. Well, I am already famous on this podcast, but at least rich. Um, and uh, yeah, one more thing about GitHub. Another thing that I'm really, really looking forward to is uh, uh, amazing integration with uh, Visual Studio Code. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I uh, completely switched to Visual Studio Code as my lightweight code editor. Wow, not okay. to be confused with IDE. Not to be confused with IDE, but I used to use Atom, and before that I used to use Sublime, and on Windows days I used to use, I don't even remember, Text Edit Plus or something. Right, so right. This, kind of, this kind of tool. And Visual Studio Code is just being amazing. And, huh. and, and now is uh, even better integration with GitHub. I expect great things to happen, so I, I am very excited. I have heard a lot of people really like that product. I have not yet tried it. I'm, I'm going to have to do that. So, because I still use Atom when I'm doing uh, ASCII doc most of the time, and a few other. Things. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's a very easy switch. They look and feel very familiar, and mm -hmm. Visual Studio Code is just more code centric than Atom. 
So I, I really, really recommend it. Just my bad experiences with Microsoft making me hesitate on that. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. Uh, anything else that you wanted to bring up? Uh, anything else we didn't talk about? I think that's everything that was in the notes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think we're good, and maybe maybe we can announce now. It's not a big of announcement, but anyway, we created talking about GitHub. We created our own organization, Groovy Podcast, and we are migrating the show notes uh, there. Uh, I don't know if it's even worth mentioning because it doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're we are org we are organizational now. Oh my goodness. I mean, what a, what a moving up in the world here. I, you know, that's just so formal. I mean, I've got this nice mic now, you know, and, and we now have an organization at GitHub. I mean, what's next for us? We're actually going to have to do some real production values. No, that that's not coming. Anytime I'll tell today. you, I'll tell you what's next for us. What's next for us is migrating from Google Hangouts to zoom. Um, I expect to beat you into it in the following episodes. Ah, and, okay. and, and you know what? Once we do that, I have to say that we will achieve the exact nirvana that I spoke about in my, uh, in my talk about podcasting. Oh, and then, then we need a theme song. Good software. Oh, yeah, theme song. Yeah, that's, yeah that'll be the last song. thing. Right. But, but didn't you promise something with your son yeah yeah i've got some stuff ready we music. just have to figure out how to do it yeah i mean again that if, if we spent more time on this actual thing than than just recording it you know uh have to spend an actual time well, okay well once we make the move to zoom or whatever uh yeah i'll look into how we can take advantage of some of that nice little you know copyright free music you know royalty free whatever that we can take advantage of and you know what? Then I um, I think I think we're we are we're good and the good in 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 every from any direction. Okay. The website well, we have and another shout out. Good. I guess we should just do our shout outs. Thank you very much to No Fluff Just Stuff for hosting uh, all of the podcasts as a web page link. That so if you go to nofluffjuststuff.com slash groovy podcast, you see all the links to all the YouTube videos and the sound files. Um, the audio files are hosted on Podbean, although um, most people consume those via an RSS feed or some other podcasting tool, you know, or pod, a podcast listener tool, uh, something like that. Um, thank you to, again, Sergio Delamo has his, um, the, uh, what am I thinking of? The newsletter, the Groovy Calamari, you know? Which we, um, I yeah, which we shamelessly, shamelessly consume for our show notes. Right, right. And... I think that's everything. So good to see you, and, and hopefully we'll talk again relatively soon. Great to see you. Bye-bye. Okay, take care.